In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And this series is in cooperation with Cinda Virtual, which brings you thought leaders and business stories from all over the world. Now, you can learn more about Cinda under www.cinda.org. Now, we don't only bring you leaders from all over the world. We also have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to the store, this series, Let me tell you what this series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence and digital transition to leadership issues such as gender balance, business values, and ethics that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please listen to us live every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Pacific time. But if you miss us live, don't worry about it because we are on every major podcast platform. So you can find us on Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and almost every one. And if you want to connect with me, please send me an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Connect with my beloved website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. Let me know what you'd like to hear about on this show. So if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure you take away something useful for either your business or for yourself. And today we're going to talk about a subject that I find extremely interesting. In business, we sometimes have the inability to fully understand and tackle human emotions. And this doesn't only happen in business, but it also happens in other areas of our life. And very often in business, emotions are left at the door, and this can impact our behavior. Now, we as leaders should exemplify the kind of behavior we want in our organizations, and without both emotional and social intelligence, we can't really do that. We need both emotional and social intelligence to make decisions, to manage stress, and set examples for others. We also need to know our own emotional state so we can impactfully lead others. And today we're going to talk to an expert about this subject. Now, Robin Hills is the director of EI Change, a company specializing in educational training, coaching, and person development focused on emotional intelligence, positive psychology, and neuroscience. He has taught over 250,000 people in 185 countries on how to build resilience, increase self-awareness, and increase the understanding of others. His educational programs on resilience and emotional intelligence cover the most comprehensive and detailed education of any emotional intelligence organization and are today used all over the world and in educational establishments in South Africa and India. Yeah. He is also the author of two books, The Authority Guide to Behavior, How to Inspire Others and Build Successful Relationships, 
and the Authority Guide to Emotional Resilience in Business Strategies to Manage Stress and Weather Storms in the Workplace. And both of these are available on Amazon. Now, through his work, he has developed experimental coaching methodology images of resilience to support conversations around resilience. And he has also delivered keynote speeches at conferences across the world, including Harvard University. So, Robin, welcome to the show. Hello, Kimberly. Thank you for having me on. Okay, great. Well, you know, let's let's just kind of start out with um, your the the authority guide to behavior in business, and and what in, you know, how what inspired you to write this book? Well, firstly, I must say that there are some brilliant business books available on the marketplace, and mine really it was going to add to that very comprehensive library. But what I wanted to do with my business book really was to concentrate on social and emotional intelligence, what it means, and how this drives behavior in business. So this is what promoted me to uh, this is what promoted me to actually write the book and to get it published. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you and you you talk about how important. I mean, uh, you you start out in the book and talking about you know why emotional and social intelligence is so important in business, even more important than cognitive intelligence. Can you can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Uh, cognitive intelligence, uh, we're all familiar with. It's IQ, how smart we are, and you can be the brightest person on the planet but you cannot be very good at working with other people. You're not very good at working with uh, emotions, your own and those of other people. So it's been found over the years through research that your capability of working with your emotions and the emotions of other people is really the fundamental key to success in progressing your career. Yeah, so, so I mean, I think we've kind of heard that before, you know, sometimes with this really high IQs and very smart people and um, not always, you know, socially, I don't know, uh, adapt, okay? And so that brings me to the question is, what can you describe for us what exactly is social, emotional intelligence? Because I think people sometimes don't understand what that really is. No, and they wouldn't be alone. Um, there's a lot of talk about emotional intelligence, but very, very few people are actually able to put their finger on what it is and define it. Well, emotional intelligence is about being smart. It's about being smart with your thinking and combining that with your feelings in order to make the best decisions and to build up authentic relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. I won't add any more to that because that is simply what emotional intelligence is. Okay. That's a that's a really great simple definition. Smart, smart thinking with your feelings, and um, when you when you break that down, what first? Why is that so important in business? Well, the the thing is, in business, you can't uh, do any business transactions without involving other people, whether they're other people that you work with in your organization, or whether they are people that you work with outside of your organization. Your customers, your stakeholders, your suppliers. Engaging with all of those people require you requires you to build up some level of relationship, even if mm-hmm. it's only a trans, 
transitory relationship. It's still a relationship. How do you leave that person feeling? They're not going to remember what you've said, but what they will remember is how you made, how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. And and you're right. That's what that was really kind of the lasting. It's kind of that impression people talk about, and. Um, you know, you talked about we're building relations in business, and of course, so in your book, you're talking about the four abilities of emotional intelligence. So could you talk a little bit on what those are and, and how they relate to building these relationships? Oh, most definitely. And, and I think the important thing is to take you back at least 40 years to the work that was being done at Yale University with Jack Mayer and Peter Salovey. They wrote a number of quite academic papers which highlighted this concept, this construct of emotional intelligence. And they referred to emotional intelligence as a series of abilities, skills. And these skills are perceiving emotions, using emotions, understanding emotions, and managing emotions. So let's have a look at these in a little bit more detail, Kimberly. They're all abilities of emotional intelligence. So the first ability is the ability to be able to perceive emotions. Are you able to pick up on the emotions of other people? And often people can pick up on emotions from a number of different sources. It doesn't have to be from people. It can be from animals. It can be from other creatures. It can be from inanimate objects such as art. This is all about perceiving emotions and actually then using emotions, which is the next ability. What is it that those perceptions are telling you? How do you work with those emotions and use them in a most appropriate way? Not only for yourself, but from the person or the object that you're perceiving the emotion around and then how do you actually understand these emotions what is it that you do with your abilities around understanding emotions and then finally it's all about managing emotions it's managing your own emotions and the emotions of other people how do you work with them and manage them what skills and abilities have you got to work with and manage emotions. Mm-hmm. It's very, sorry. But no, go ahead. I just have a question on the managing emotions. So it's managing your own, but it's also helping with others. Um, can you just to, to talk about that a little bit more? Yes, let's look at it from a leadership perspective because um, anyone can become angry. That's easy. Mm. But to actually be angry with the right person at the right time in the right way and in the right manner, that's incredibly hard. And there are many leaders that will actually drive through decisions and lead a climate which is underpinned by anger, yet Mm. they want their people to be happy. Well, in an environment of anger, people are not going to be working at their best. They're not going to be working at their highest level of performance. So as a leader, how is it that you can drive the climate that you want in your people and right any wrong, 
deal with any issues and do with it do it in an emotionally intelligent way so emotional intelligence is not about being nice it's mm-hmm. not about being soft and fluffy it's actually making the hard decisions and using these abilities that we've been speaking about to go in and deal with an issue in the right way at the right time with the right people and being able to engage with people and build and develop that relationship even if you've got to be angry with people and I know we've looked at it from the perspective of anger but Let's have a look at other emotions. Do you want to drive a climate of fear? Do you want to drive a climate of contentment? Do you want to drive a a productive environment where people are engaging and working together in an emotionally intelligent way? In which case they're actually working with and using all the emotions that are available to us and working with them in an appropriate manner. Mm-hmm. And and when I hear this, then I can imagine that that you know when we look at other leadership qualities and you know managing and and understanding and being able to to do this also needs quite a, a big competency in communication. Is communication an underlying key here in in one of these abilities? Oh, most definitely. When we start looking at the competencies of emotional intelligence, it builds in social skills. It builds in this capability of being able to engage with people on a one-to-one basis in small groups or in large teams. So it's your ability to use your communication at a very deep level to get the performance that you need, not only from yourself, but from the teams of people that you work with. And the people that you lead. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And, and you work with a, a, a lot of um, managers. And do you find that managing, is this one of the most difficult parts of leadership for them to people to kind of grasp? I think the whole concept of emotional intelligence is very <laughs> difficult for people to uh, uh, to to grasp purely and simply because uh, what happens is that they think they are emotionally intelligent and a lot of leaders will say to me oh yes I know all about emotional intelligence I did it a few years ago well you don't do emotional intelligence as a training course. It's a (laughs) fundamental concept of who you are, what you are, and it underpins everything that you do. So, uh, interestingly enough, when I'm running an emotional intelligence training course for senior leaders, I I do tend to give them the simplest, simplest version of the emotional intelligence training course because that's all they can grasp. (laughs) It's the people who they actually lead and manage you get the more advanced course <laughs> but, that, but I've got to call it an advanced emotional intelligence course for senior leaders otherwise they wouldn't engage in it <laughs> yeah that's so typical I mean is it oh my gosh um from we're gonna we're gonna take a short break and when we come back I want to talk a little bit more about the competencies that are behind you know the the abilities and um of emotional intelligence but I I, I like the I like the uh CEOs get the basic course so that's good okay. um so for for our for our guest today uh we we are talking about 
in emotional intelligence, and we are talking to Robin Hills, and he's the director of EI Change, a company specializing in educational training, coaching, and personal development focused on emotional intelligence, positive psychology, and neuroscience. And he has taught over 250,000 people in 185 countries. He's also the author of The Authority Guide to Behavior, How to Inspire Others and Build Successful Relationships, and The Authority Guide to Emotional Resilience in Business, Strategies to Manage Stress and Weather Storms. And you can get a hold of Robin on his website, EI for EI Change, and he's also on Facebook under EI for Change, um, on Twitter, EI for Change, and you have some some YouTube uh, films there, too, so if you want to see him on YouTube, you can go there, and the website is wwweei for change so please reach out to Robin and look at some his information. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda, and Cinda is one of Europe's fast and growing nonprofit digital marketing. Cinda holds trainings, conferences, market research, legislative white papers. And if you'd like to learn more about Cinda, go to www.cinda.org. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Partner Up with Amy Carroll focuses on getting more of what you want and need more easily with less difficulty. While this applies to business, it can be used for just about everything from relationships to leadership. You'll hear stories and tips to uplevel your communication and mindset, to gain confidence and inspire action by making your partner look good, conflicts dissolve, and results improve. Partner Up with Amy Carroll is heard every Friday at 7 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Central European Time on Voice America Business. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Have you ever been interested in technology or the application? Technology is always changing, and there is definitely a place for you in it. Listen for Coding the Future with Dr. Sharon Jones. Sharon and her guests teach you the skill set and present resources that help you incorporate and enhance technological know-how in your current career, as well as prepare you for future success. Listen every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. 
Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voicemaker's Business Station. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we're talking to Robin Hills. And he's the author of two books, uh, The Authority Guide to Behavior, How to Inspire Others and Build Successful Relationships, and The Authority Guide to Emotional Resilience in Business and Strategies to Manage Stress and Weather Storms in the Workplace. And we're talking about a very important subject that is quite often misunderstood, and um, that's emotional intelligence. And so, so Robin, before the break, you were kind of talking about the four abilities of perceiving emotions, using emotions, understanding and managing. And um, you also talk uh, in your book a little bit about competencies. So what's a, you know, what are the competencies of emotional intelligence and, and, and you know, how do they kind of differ from the abilities? Sure, it's a really interesting question because um, the abilities, as I mentioned, were defined by the academics. And Daniel Goldman, in his book that he published 25 years ago on emotional intelligence, started to talk about competencies of emotional intelligence. And he defined in his original book, five competencies of emotional intelligence. And I think before we go into the competencies, we ought to define what the difference between an ability is and a competency. Yeah. An ability is a skill. It's your ability, it's your capability to do something. Whereas a competency is a combination of your knowledge and your behavior. So it's utilizing the two together to allow you to become competent at doing something. And the five competencies defined by Daniel Goldman are self-awareness, this ability to understand yourself, to understand what it is that you're good at so that you can do more of it and what is it that limits you and also what impact your strengths and your limitations have on other people. The other competency is self-regulation. We started to talk about this. It's around how you're able to regulate and manage your emotions, control them to be able to use them in the most appropriate way. We then look at motivation, and this is the drive, the ability that you've got, your your competency in being able to not only motivate yourself, but also motivate other people in terms of improving your engagement and your performance. And then the other two competencies are tied up in empathy and ability to understand and work with other people's feelings and perspectives. And what we talked about before the break, social skills, this ability to be able to communicate with people on a one-to-one basis in small groups and in large teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, with these, uh, this is interesting because when I look at these, these, these five, you said that you know it's also not just ability for you to do it, but also um, to you know relate with others. So, so how does that? You know, we have our inner world and we have our outer world, and and how do these relate to that then? Well, the inner world is what goes on inside your head. And it's also what goes on inside your body. So it's you as as an actual total defined entity. It's it's your inner world. It's your inner world of thinking. It's your inner world of feelings. It's your inner world of 
self-awareness how aware are you of your thinking and your feelings and it's your inner world of being able to work with your thinking and feelings and being able to regulate them and utilize them in the most appropriate way the outer world you you can't really control this is the outer world of your environment your circumstances it's the outer world of other people so it's being able to engage with the outer world through empathy and your ability to communicate and utilize your social skills. To make it a lot simpler, I'm in control of myself. I can control my thinking. I can control mm -hmm. my emotions. I can control my behavior. I can't control you, uh, Kimberly. Mm -hmm. All I can do is influence that through the way in which we're engaging uh-huh okay that ma that makes a lot of sense then and and when you talk about you know i when you talk about these in the inner outer world and you talk about um empathy okay now when i when i think about empathy is it just like you know listening to somebody or um you know what does what does empathy mean in this context well, empathy is a really interesting topic because a lot of people talk about empathy but don't really understand what it means. Is it just hearing and understanding? Is it listening? Well, it, it's all of that and more. Empathy really is understanding another person's perspective. So it really is deeply engaging with a person to understand how mm -hmm. they're experiencing their feelings and how it's driving their thinking in the world that they find themselves in and with empathy you don't have to agree with people you just have to understand how they're thinking and how they're feeling and how that is driving their behavior mm -hmm. uh, and Kimberly let let me give you another example. I'm actually mildly to moderately deaf. I, I can't hear without hearing aids, um, which I'm, I, I'm actually not worried about. It, it, it has actually helped me over the years to become more empathetic, just simply because I couldn't hear the words that people were saying. So I actually had to pick up on this kind of undercurrent of how they are feeling and engaging with the world, which makes me a lot more empathetic. So a lot of people are trying their best and they think that listening to people is engaging with them. And I've said to them, look, uh, you don't need to uh, try and make me hear you need to try and make sure that I've heard. And I think if we bear this in mind when we're working with other people, don't try and make people hear. Try and make sure mm. that they have heard what it is that you've said mm -hmm. and try and help them to understand what it is that you're saying. And in that way, you can actually become a lot more empathetic and help them become more empathetic. Well, that that's really because that was my next question um, to you. And it's really interesting, your own example. Thank you for sharing that. Um, because I, I just maybe in my own head, sometimes I, when I meet somebody, I think, oh, they're empathetic or oh, they're not empathetic. OK, but people do we do we have the ability to become more empathetic through our own self-awareness and over time? Uh, that that was my next question. When well, yeah. Yeah. Yes, the answer is yes, definitely. But you've got to work hard at it. Mm -hmm. It's about actively listening to people and 
people say I'm very good at listening. Well, I don't think I am. Um, but uh, a lot of people are actually picking up on my abilities to try and listen and try and understand. Mm -hmm. And what I do tend to do is ask people a lot of questions, really, so that I can fully appreciate what it is that they're trying to tell me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. So when, when I'm looking, um, when I'm looking at these skills, and and the last one was social skills. Okay, we talked about that when we talked about the communication, but I, I'd like to move a little bit from emotional intelligence to social intelligence. Um, you know, what is the difference between that? Well, if we look at emotional intelligence and social intelligence together, they are part of Howard Gardner's multiple intelligences that he identified in the late 30s, early 40s. And really, the emotional intelligence that he defined is what goes on in the inner world. And the social intelligence is very much what goes on in the outer world. So that's probably the easiest way of defining them. But I see the two of them so finely interlinked that you can't have one without the other. So for me, emotional intelligence is the broader concept. But uh, to answer your question, social intelligence is more about engaging with other people, understanding their preferences, understanding their, their focus in business, and understanding empathetically how they like to work. Mm-hmm. And, okay, that's, that gives me some understanding here. And I'd like to go down, drill down on that a little bit, Robin. So I know that in your book you're talking about kind of different aspects. I mean, we talked about we talked about the abilities and the competencies in emotional intelligence. And you also talk about kind of the formula that makes up, you know, social intelligence. Can you tell us about that? Yes, the, the formula that I like, and I, I can't lay claim to uh, devising this formula, is what's known as the SPACE formula. And it's an acronym, and it, it looks at situational awareness, presence, authenticity, clarity, and empathy. And as a leader, the SPACE formula helps in terms of working with people. How aware are you of what's going on in your situation? Now, as a human being, we can't be aware of everything that's going on our, in our environment, particularly if we're very focused on a specific task. There's stuff going on in our periphery. There may even be stuff going on right in front of our eyes that we just don't see. And these are qualities that we have as humans because we're very good at concentrating and doing tasks. But if somebody, somebody very junior comes along to you as a leader and says, did you notice this particular incident? As a leader, you should have the capability, the presence, the authenticity to be able to say to that person, no, I didn't. Tell me what I've missed. Now, how many leaders do that? A majority of leaders will knock that young person down just to put themselves in their leadership position to show them who's boss. Well, really what we need to do is to be able to engage with everybody. Tell me what I'm missing. No, I didn't see it. Doesn't mean to say that I'm any less of a leader. Interestingly enough, it makes me stronger as a leader just by admitting my vulnerability. Mm -hmm. So that 
builds in the presence and the authenticity as a leader, having the presence of, uh, of mind just to be and the authenticity to actually then admit not only places where you're good at leadership, but also places where you're good at leadership, but you've missed stuff. Mm-hmm. And having the ability to speak and communicate Kate, with clarity, and we're back to empathy again. Yeah, I was going to say we're back to empathy again, which is which is really interesting because I'm looking at the space and I'm thinking, I mean, authenticity it was, is always quite... I put a lot of on that. I really like to see leaders with authenticity. But when I'm looking at all five of these, you know, I'm almost coming back to to my the question I asked on empathy. Um, you can learn this, can't you? I mean, you can oh, yes. develop yourself as a leader. Oh yes, yes, yes. I, I think the important thing is is just to be focused on becoming more empathetic. What is it that I need to do? Now, empathy is not sympathy. Sympathy is something completely different, and people often confuse the two. If I'm sympathetic towards somebody, I'm being empathetic. Mm -hmm. No, sympathy, you're taking a position of superiority, and more often than not, you're doing something to try and Um, really relieve yourself of your own emotional burdens by being kind to somebody else. Well, does Mm. that person really want your kindness or do they want something else? More often than not, they want you to engage with them in an adult way. Learn more about them. Ask them how things Mm -hmm. are. Ask them what it is that you can do to help. Mm -hmm. And more often than not, people will appreciate that more rather than you uh, giving them what you think they need. Mm-hmm. And I mean, with all, you know, that's with empathy and developing it from your story, but um, all five of these from, you know, awareness to presence um, to authenticity, you can, as a leader, work on these and develop those, can't you? Or, are, you know, there is something that says we can't, you know, you can't change, a, you know, an old cat or whatever those sayings are. I can't remember, but, you know, I mean. <laughs> you can't <laughs> but, teach a, an old dog new tricks. Okay, that's what it is. I know it was something like that. I've been in Germany too long. I forget what it was. Okay. <laughs> um, um, but, you know, but leaders can develop, right? Almost definitely. In actual fact, you can teach an old dog new tricks because the brain is highly plastic and it changes. And uh, the the thing that you cannot change within that is the attitude. So if somebody says, oh, I'm too old to learn, mm-hmm. that's an attitude that you can't change. But if somebody says to you in their 90s, oh, I'm really interested in learning how to do that, it might take them a lot longer, but they've still got the capability of doing it as, as a 20-year-old. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that, 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 well, that's really good to know because, I mean, that's so important that leaders also – um, you know, have this the self awareness that they can develop, and we're gonna we're gonna take a, a, a short break, uh, Robin. And for our listeners, we are talking with Robin Hills, and he's the director of EI for Change, a company specializing in educational training coaching and personal development focused on emotional intelligence, positive psychology, and neuroscience. And he has taught over 250,000 people in 185 countries. Um, 
and I do take the 185 countries. Robin was before COVID. No, so just uh, no, it's all done online. <laughs> it's all done online. Okay, so uh, so Robin is also the author of two books: the Authority Guide to Behavior, How to Inspire Others and Build Successful Relationships, and the other book is the Authority Guide to Emotional Resilience in Business and Strategies to Manage Stress and Weather Storms in the Workplace. And if you'd like to reach out to him, his website is EI for Change. And EI for Change is on all social media and also on YouTube if you look him up. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. Cinda holds virtual trainings, conferences, market research search and legislative white papers. So please go to www.cinda.org for more information. And currently, Cinda plans a conference in Berlin in October 2021. And we're all hoping for Cinda that that does take place. And with that, we are going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Each week, The Opportunity Zone is the one show you'll want to turn to for private and alternative investment ideas, directions, and connections. Hosted by private lender Chris Magda, The Opportunity Zone is the only alternative investment radio show where we make loan decisions and investment connections for you live on the air. Get real answers to your deals each week in real time. Listen live every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. If you've been trying to figure out how to reach your financial goals, there's a show that will show you how to do just that and much more. It's called All About Goals, and the host is Tom White. Every show has a specific financial goal, like buying a car, a home, having kids, getting them educated, and retirement. Our guests include the influencers and pioneers who are dedicated to helping people like you reach those goals. Tune in live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And today we are talking 
about uh, leadership issues that's very important, and that's emotional and social intelligence. And we're talking to Robin Hills, and he's the director of EI, uh, EI for Change, a company specializing in educational training, coaching, and personal development focused on emotional intelligence, positive psychology, and neuroscience. And he is also the author of two books, which you can find on Amazon, The Authority Guide to Behavior, How to Inspire Others and Build Successful Relationships, and The Authority Guide to Emotional Resilience in Business Strategies to Manage Stress and Weather Storms in the Workplace. And uh, Robin, so that last that last uh, uh, part of the title of your second book, Weather Storms in the Workplace, brings me to, we've been talking about this emotional and social intelligence and how important it is with leadership. So how does this all play out in the business environment? Well, I think the the important thing is that within the business environment, we need to be looking after not only ourselves, but uh, the people that we work with. We need to be looking out for their emotional and their mental health and how we can work with people. So it's also about ensuring that people are challenged in an appropriate way to deliver their best work and stretching them. But everybody needs to be stretched in different ways. And and what might stretch one person might actually overstretch another person. So a lot of what we need to be doing is managing stress in an appropriate way for each individual. And it's a case of asking people um, what's going on in their life. What is it that's happening outside of their life that might actually be impacting upon how they're working at work? Because you talked about people leaving their emotions at home. Well, we don't. Mm -hmm. And if we've got issues with home, our home life, it's going to emotionally impact upon us at work. We might have an acrimonious argument with our partner. We might be going through an acrimonious divorce. We might have issues with our children with our school, uh, the school that our children are at. We might have issues with our parents. We might have issues with our neighbors. We might have problems with our friends. We might have financial worries. We might have educational worries. All of these compound, and sometimes we can cope, and sometimes we can't. Mm -hmm. So if somebody is having a rough time, what is it that's going on? What can I do to help? Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, I think this has been so important because um, my next question to you, Arna, is, is uh, you know, a lot of business is going on virtually today. Um, I mean, most and most, you know, maybe not in the United States, but in Europe and Great Britain anyways. Yeah. So how, how, how difficult is it to really, as a leader, to, to manage this emotional and social in the, in the virtual world? Well, just because somebody's on the other end of a computer doesn't mean to say that we should ignore their emotional state. And mm-hmm. honestly, Kimberly, it's very, very easy. Just ask. Mm-hmm. How are you mm-hmm. feeling? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. what's, what's going on? Uh, are you coping? 
what what is actually happening look let's talk about it i'm not interested in how i'm engaging with the world virtually what is going on what is it that you need from me as your leader to support you do you mm -hmm. need me to come and speak to you every day every other day twice a week uh, does it need to be once a fortnight you tell me what it is that you need from from mm -hmm. me i'm here for you and mm -hmm. I will support you in the best possible way. I don't want to overdo it. I don't want to underdo it. So let's mm -hmm. let's work out what it is that you want, what you need from me in order to get your the best work that you can do so that you feel good about the company that you're working for and mm -hmm. you feel good about working with me. Mm -hmm. Very good point because it doesn't matter about the computer. And you talk about, you know, talking about, reaching out to people, engaging, and you talk a lot about human factors, okay? Um, what do you, in your book, could you tell, say something about that? And yes, uh, human factors is a really, really interesting set of circumstances that is very, very relevant in many of the business environments, particularly one of the environments that I work in, which is the health service. But it's also important in terms of aviation and heavy plant industries, anywhere where there are people working together in environments which could lead to somebody becoming seriously um, ill or seriously damaged through adverse events or even die and in these circumstances we need to understand what it is that we are doing in order to give the best outcomes how do we prevent accidents from happening now when i approached my publisher to talk to them about a, a book on this they said no, there isn't a marketplace for it, uh, which I, I would agree there probably isn't because it really is very, very niche. Now, when we actually look at human factors, most of the people that work in the area of human factors look at it from the most boring technological systematic systematic perspective have we got all the right systems in place have we got the computers working properly are they plugged in are they switched on well they forget the human element of human mm -hmm. factors and mm -hmm. what i'm interested in is more around the psychology and the behavior and most of the human factors interventions completely ignore this bit so mm -hmm. this is what prompted me to actually then start to build human factors more into the way in which people work and people work as leaders and Kimberly we've already covered a lot of this a lot of it is around situational awareness and a lot of leaders in the industries that we've been talking about are so conceited and so arrogant around the fact that they've had to work for many, many years to get to the pinnacles of their career. They lose some elements of their capability of engaging with people. So if a young person comes along and says, I've noticed something that uh, we seem to have overlooked here. Those leaders, uh, and, and it's many, many senior doctors that I work with, get very, very irate, very snappy, mm -hmm. shout that poor young person down. And obviously it creates a dynamic which will never recover. Mm -hmm. Which 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 is brings me to another question there. So we have these industries and, and they, they are forgetting the human factor. Can... 
Can organizations or companies have degrees of emotional intelligence and social intelligence? It's kind of what I'm hearing from you is, you know, they're forgetting the people. So can an organization be, you know, socially intelligent as a whole? I think everybody knows the answer to that. Mm -hmm. You go into a particular organization and there's an essence, there's a feeling, there's a climate that you can pitch into really easily and very quickly, quite intuitively. Am I in a good environment here? And you'll notice it. And more often than not, it's a very human environment where people smile, they greet each other, they talk, it's very open. And you go into other environments, same industry, uh, maybe even a competitor, and it's very cold and it's very mm. harsh and there doesn't seem to be any any warmth in that, that type of environment. And more often than not, it's led from the top. It's the way in which the senior leaders are invoking that climate. It has to come from the top. And it's, if, if the senior leaders were just to be a little bit more open and a little bit more engaging and a little bit more human, a little bit more vulnerable, you'll get a much better engagement, not only within the climate of your organization, but the performance of your people. And interestingly, it'll add to the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And and when you, you said that about walking in, and I, I remember one time walking into um, in London to a a um, avocat uh, lawyer's place where it was so dark wood, all this, and we were going to talk about diversity, okay? And I felt like I was walking into a men's smoking room, okay? It was all dark wood. It was just so so stiff it was just and I think they want to talk about diversity and the first thing you do is you walk in and you have this you know from maybe the 1800s you know men's smoking room okay you know and yeah. so it was like it was incredible but you know that that brings me to um quick question do you think do you think it's more the legacy businesses legacy um legacy industries that kind of have the trouble struggle with this this change this you know emotional and social intelligence and I, I i think yes i think you do and, and I, th- I think it's some of the more traditional type yeah. of industries that have been around for a long time uh let me go back to the the health service the national health service we've got here in the united kingdom i'm very very proud of what it, it does and what it's capable of doing uh what frightens me about it is it's a very paternalistic it's a very hierarchical structure and you get a lot of um very old school types of mm-hmm. managing people and types of ways of, of working with people. Um, there's a lot of institutionalized, uh, I'm hesitating to say this because it, it's not very politically correct. There's a lot of institutionalized racism and mm-hmm. there's a lot of lack of inclusion around a lot of things that are going on. And it's down to the fact that I've lived and worked here, man and boy, I've been here 50 years, you can't tell me what to do type Mm -hmm. of uh, Mm -hmm. approach to engaging people. It is changing, but it's, it's changing imperceptibly slowly. And I think we've got a long way to go before we can actually hand on heart and say, yes, this is an emotionally intelligent organization. Yeah. No, I mean, it, that's true. So, uh, Raman, we're getting towards the end of the, the show now. And um, 
just we've got a lot of leaders listening. Um, we've, we've got a lot of you know managers listening. If you just had to to wrap this all up, um, what you know what would you what would be your advice on you know if I'm leading a company, you know how I can be aware of the the pulse of my organization, beware of my pulse of myself. Beware of the pulse in yourself. Beware of your emotions within yourself because as a leader, people will take their cue from you and your emotional state will drive the emotional climate within your organization. You just need to be aware of the impact that you have. If you if you want your organization to be angry, drive anger. If you want to your organization to be happy and contented, Drive happiness and content, but have it in yourself because that's what people will live off and that's what people will thrive off. Mm-hmm. Great, great last words, Robin. Thank you so much. And for our listeners, we have been talking to Robin Hills, and he's the director of EI for Change. And it's a company specializing in educational training, coaching, and personal development focused on emotional intelligence, positive psychology, and neuroscience. And he has taught over 250,000 people in 185 countries on how to build resilience, increase self-awareness, and understanding of others. His educational programs on resilience and emotional intelligence cover the most comprehensive and detailed education of any emotional intelligence organization and are today used all over the world and in educational establishments in South Africa and India. And he also has two books that I have read, listeners, and I advise you to to get the books. They are on Amazon and one is The Authority Guide to Behavior, How to Inspire Others and Build Successful Relationships, and The Authority Guide to Emotional Resilience in Business, Strategies to Manage Stress and Weather Storms in the Workplace. And if you'd like to get in touch with Robin, you can go to his website at www.ei for change. And EI for Change is also on every social media platform, including YouTube, if you want to see some presentations from Robin. So, Robin, once again, thank you. Really interesting conversation. Appreciate the time that you gave us today. And thank you, I, And I hope you stay safe there in the UK. And... Um, you know, it's hopefully, you know, things will start to get back to normal life soon for all of us. <laughs> I do hope so. And I'm very interested in your conference in Berlin in October. Well, I'm hoping that that, you know, Cindy's hoping that that will happen. So we're keeping our fingers crossed. <laughs> okay. So thank you, Robin. And for our listeners. Um, you, we, you have been listening to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business station and tune in to us at 3 p.m. every Tuesday. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda. And you can learn more about Cinda under www.cinda.org. Cinda is one of the fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. They support local businesses throughout Europe. And they also provide training webinars on a number of subjects and provide support to the digital legislation that's happening in Europe that may 
affect SMBs across Europe. And it is also brought to you by Leadership Beyond Borders. It's also brought to you by Global Business Therapy. And you can learn about Global Business Therapy on www.globalbusinesstherapy.com. And with that, I thank you all for tuning in this week. And please, all our listeners, stay safe and tune in again to us next week. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.